my fellow believers, join me as we unleash our pain and as we venture beyond the great barrier to the source of all creation, join me as we search for Shakari. Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard, where we're talking about Star Trek's fifth to the film franchise of the original series crew. We're talking about Star Trek V. The Final Frontier. This was released in 1989, and like an idiot, I didn't put the exact date because I wasn't. I was really exhausted yesterday, and I <laughs> forgot to look that up. June 9th. June 9th of 1980. It's 1989 because this is also the summer known as the summer of the sequels: uh, Ghostbusters 2, Raiders of the not Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade came out this summer, and the biggest film of 1989. And can you all guess what that was? Uh, Return of the Jedi, maybe. Not 1989. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to spitball, man. <laughs> Batman. Oh, okay. Batman came out. Um, yeah. So. Oh, I so was gonna is... say that, but you didn't give me a minute. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. No, um, Indiana. But... Indiana Jones was number two, I think. Last Crusade. Uh, Temple, uh, Temple of Doom is the second one. Yeah, and no, Last it, Crusade. What I'm saying is number two that year at the box office. Yeah, was that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was. Lethal Weapon two was up there, and Luke was Weapon talking, two. and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think. Yeah, this was. A big, it was a big year for movies, so it it doesn't totally seem out of the. Uh, realm of things that Star Trek V was kind of forgotten about. One of the interesting things is that um, one of the producers, Harb Bennett, kind of blamed the next generation for this movie underperforming as people could go home and watch Star Trek on their television so they didn't really need to go see it in theaters. But I really don't think that that's true. Um, I honestly think that if this movie was a little bit better, I think it would have, um, I think it would have done better. So, also, it was released in the summertime and a summer where there were so many high-profile movies. So, it could have also just gotten lost in the shuffle. I mean, we won't, we weren't, no. We were all kids when this came out. Yep. I did see this in theaters as a kid um, growing up in Fort Walton. So, I do remember seeing this in theaters. I believe it was playing at the Cinco Cinema. Yeah, see, I don't, it, I don't think I, uh we watched it when I was younger. I think if anything, no, I don't. my parents rented it because I vaguely remembered uh, stuff in this movie. But like, I think I only watched it like maybe once. I did not remember anything, and it makes me think that, like you said, Josh. I think honestly, we watched the first four, and then after that, I think it was spotty because I don't. I remember Voyage Home. 
but I don't remember this one. And Undiscovered Country, I don't remember either. So it, I I venture to say Voyage Home might have been the last one we watched at home. <laughs> and then uh, other stuff took over after that. Maybe because I remember watching Next Generation almost every time it was on at home. So mm-hmm. that might have been why we didn't see these movies was because we started watching Next Gen on the TV. Um but who knows? I really don't remember like watching this today. I don't. I don't remember ever watching it before. So see, I remember <laughs> watching it just because of the title, the Final Frontier part, and I remembered certain parts, like them being on the alien planet and shit. Like certain parts, I remember, but like the story, I couldn't remember for shit, and like what mostly happened in it. So, like, there was only that's okay, certain but... parts that I remembered. This movie was actually inspired by the big televangelist movement of the, the 80s and 90s, if y'all remember that. Like, well, Robert Tammy Hilton Faye and Baker. all that. Wasn't that one of them? Yeah, Tammy, Tammy Faye Baker, like, and all them, where they could take the word God and make it, like, a three-syllable word and yeah. stuff like that. And then, hey, you're Jesus. Jesus. Yo, heal, Pete, send us money and I'll send you this prayer cloth, my brothers and sisters, as we go our way into the promised land. And so this was kind of... (laughs) This this movie was inspired by that. That, At least that's what has been said. Like, William Shatner was inspired. And I really don't think William Shatner was a bad director. Um, Oh, so he directed this film? Yeah, he directed Yeah, this was directed by William Shatner. It starred the original series cast, you know, William Shatner, DeForest Kelly, Leonard Nimoy, Michelle Nichols, George Takei, Walter Koning. Um, this also starred uh, David Warner, who's been in a lot of stuff. He was also in Star Trek Six as the Klingon yeah, so Chancellor. So if you would have been on our podcast for Scream Creeps a couple of times ago, The Omen, David Warner was in that movie too. And I was trying to remember uh, where else David that I had seen him and... Uh, you know, it's funny that two movies later we see him in something else. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, this also starred great George Murdoch as the the God entity, and he was actually in a in an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. He were he played Admiral Hanson in the uh, Best of Both Worlds parts one and two. Um, he was the one who uh, promoted Riker to captain after the capture of Captain Picard. Kind of looked like and the guy this, that was in. And, uh, one of those campy movies we watched. I can't remember the name of it, but he looked like the guy that was like the the general. I can't remember that movie. Not Auto Man, but it was the one where the <laughs> the the um, the guns. Uh, shit, I don't even remember. Oh, it was the, one of your sci-fi uh, graveyard ones, but it looked like the 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 main general guy in that movie. Um, what the hell was it called? I don't even remember. The, uh, was it the second movie that we watched where it was like the final countdown? Well, the ones were. Whatever? I don't know if it was or... Final Countdown. It was the one where the sets looked really shitty and the uniforms were like. I don't. Oh, God, the, I can't even remember. Mutiny. And they were. Yeah, <laughs> the space. It might have been Space Mutiny. But. Uh, space Mutiny? Oh, no, that wasn't him. That's, it, that was somebody else. Like look like him. That's what it reminded me of. But, but yeah, I know. Yeah, space mutiny. That was a uh, grandma. That was a uh, Santa 
Santa God or whatever, or as the nostalgia critic, not to give him any props, would be like Santa Christ. But like, <laughs> he, that was, um, no, Commander Jansen. I can't remember who played him off the top of my head. But yeah, this is George Murdoch. Another person who starred in this was Lawrence Luckinbill. Um, and he actually was, this was actually like his last theatrical movie was playing Cybok, one of Spock's many half siblings that <laughs> um, half siblings that, you know, we find out about the other one being <laughs> Michael Burnham and discovery. But this was the first time Spock had a sibling. No one knew about. And um, he was actually married to, he still is. He's married to Lucy Arnaz. Whoa. Okay. Um, yeah. And so he's uh, been married to her since 1980. And do, 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 do. she is the daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Obviously, she's their daughter. And the older sister of Desi, Desi Arnaz Jr., which, you know, Lucille Ball has a connection to Star Trek. Uh, as in Desilu Studios was the one who kind of saw Star Trek in its beginnings and then it moved to Paramount and stuff like that, the original series. Um, so just a little bit of trivia about this movie. Uh, George Takei originally turned down being in this film as he didn't want to be directed by William Shatner because truth be told, everybody except for maybe Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly, um, at the time at least, didn't like William Shatner because William Shatner has a huge ego. I think that's a, a bit obvious to everybody. Yep. <laughs> but he but he did uh, convince George Takei to take the role. Um, ILM did not do the special effects for this movie because they were busy working on Indiana Jones and Ghostbusters 2. So the effects were handled by a different effects house, which is you notice that there was a decline in the quality of the effects for this movie. Yeah, that's the and one thing the I noticed that was shit anyways. Yeah, the, the effects were really shitty. Um, the only shots that were reused was Space Dock and the Enterprise in Space Dock. When they show it going, the screen, the camera's like moving past the saucer of the Excelsior. You see the NX-2000. And then you see the saucer of the Enterprise in CC-1701A. That's all uh, Star Trek four footage. The rest of it was filmed by the new people. As you know, as you could hear, the main overture theme was reused from the motion picture in Star Trek The Next Generation. And the corridor sets and the sickbay were both uh, used from the Enterprise-D. So um, with little to no alteration <laughs> because they didn't want to interrupt filming of Star Trek The Next Generation, which was going on at the time. David Warner, you know, would be in Star Trek VI as the Chancellor Gorkon. And we've already mentioned that. So um, the, re the reason the planet is called Shakari is because they originally wanted Sean Connery to play Shock, uh, the god creature, but I think he turned it down due to scheduling conflicts. Um, and so like, um, sorry, my brain just took a fart. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. The brain, well, I, the brain I had, took a fart. That's funny. Anyway, yeah. where did it take? I it? had to like. It took it out the room and out the door <laughs> and out the house. The I'm just really tired today, guys. Um, I had to drive to Tampa to get a shot in my arm for my 
issues with my shoulder. And then we went to have dinner and the drive back. It took us an hour and a half to get through I-4 because of a huge accident. So traffic was not even moving at 10 miles an hour. It's kind of like me was, the other day. Like, yeah, I was yeah. just going to Walmart and there was like a, a giant car, a car accident right in front of Walmart. I was like, yay, nice. <laughs> I love it. Um, this is the final voyage to show the complete crew together. As you know, that Sulu was in command of the uh, Celsius in the next movie. And here's some here's some movies that had a comp. We we kind of mentioned it, but Indiana Jones, License to Kill came out this year, which was the second Timothy Dalton Bond. Which I'll I'll say the unpopular theory. I actually like Timothy Dalton as Bond. Um, Lethal Weapon two and Ghostbusters two. Which Ghostbusters? I think you had mentioned Lethal Weapon, Jeremy. Yeah, it was Lethal Weapon but two. I think thing. was that year. Yeah, and um. They call for some reason they call the marshmallows marshmallows in this movie. Yeah, I thought that was weird. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and apparently the the joke was in the novelization McCoy had bribed a tech computer tech to to change this the saying of marshmallow to marshmallows. So when Spock did his research, he would call it the wrong thing. And so. Um, <laughs> another brain fart. It, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just scrolling through the trivia. Um, but because then the scene in the turbo lift, they actually make note of the marshmallows again, and it was supposed to be something about Spock recognizing Spock's error. But as you know, the novelization is taken from an early draft of the script, and so there had been some changes. Um, the Enterprise Bridge is completely new almost from the last movie because it was from what I understand that the 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 new bridge was because um, I had read somewhere years ago that the original bridge from Star Trek 4 was destroyed like in, a, in a, a rain accident like it got wet but I've also mostly damaged in a sudden windstorm and then I've also read that they repurposed the original bridge for the battle bridge for Star Trek The Next Generation. So there's two reasons why it could have been new, but everything but Sulu and Chekhov's helm console and the turbo lifts were basically brand new for this movie. Um, and the basically like the Enterprise, his he misses his old chair because that chair is, was reused for the Next Generation battle bridge. And the only final piece of trivia that I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff randomly because I was really tired yesterday. So I had a hard time going through everything. But this movie takes place in 2287, which is two years after the Wrath of Khan. Oh, Because okay. the Wrath of Khan takes place in 2285. Um, so let's just uh, click that off because we don't need that anymore. There's only one more <laughs> thing to talk about. But... Um, I'll talk about it when we, we discuss it. And so we're just going to go ahead and discuss it now. So what did y'all think of the Yahora dance singing sequence when they get to Nimbus 3? That was so weird. I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> weird. I don't, oh, man. And then they went. Oh. So, yeah, it started out as a joke. Uh, according to uh, one of the producers, it was started out, or the screenwriter, it started out as a joke, but then they're like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so it got put in the movie. The other thing is, is that 
Oh, Nichelle Nichols was really, I think she was upset because she, y'all might not know this, but Nichelle Nichols is actually a very accomplished singer and dancer. And you can hear her sing in Star Trek, the original series in the episode, Charlie X is in one of the episodes and they, they, she sang it and then they overdubbed her voice. So that was like kind of crappy on their part. I think I would have liked to hear Nichelle Nichols actually sing it because she could actually sing. Well, it seems kind of so weird I think it, you know, that they would <laughs> overdub and dub it when the person's an accomplished singer already. It seems kind of dumb. Maybe they actually heard it yeah. and then it was just awful. <laughs> I don't know, but like cause too, I've though, heard it. They do these test things and they might have tested it might have tested bad. You know, it's like Yeah, that's thing, true, the yeah. ending the ending was changed. Uh, because of yeah. poor test audience reaction, so I mean, you know, it could have been the same reason. Like they people didn't like it when they heard it, so they changed. You know, they dubbed it. But you know, who knows? Without that information, who knows what the hell it yeah. was? Yeah, yeah, because there's going to be rock creatures. There wasn't a rock; it was a rock monster. Oh and then, but the costumes looked really crappy. Oh my god! <laughs> the costumes, the costumes looked really crappy. So they had to have it where it was a floating head chasing Captain Kirk up a mountain. Yeah, that was so um, weird. Like, oh my god, that's the the one thing when I was watching this movie, I was like, "Fuck, I don't remember this at all." Well, again, I remember them getting to the planet and all that stuff, but then him chasing him around and shit. I was like, okay, this is really weird. It's like <laughs> really weird for like a fucking Star Trek movie. Just So what does God need with a starship? Yeah. He's like, hold on. And why are you asking him? Well, I mean, it's a valid question. Why on earth do you need a starship <laughs> to get out of there? Really? <laughs> why does God need a starship? Um Cyborg, you know, of course, takes over the Enterprise, and there's something people were, like, upset about this film is uh, basically everyone was supposed to turn on Kirk, and Kirk was supposed to be the man alone, but Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly objected strongly to it because they said they would never turn on Kirk, and and if you watch Star Trek and you watch all the movies, I mean, these people literally in the last movie well, two movies ago, really gave up their careers to go rescue Spock because Kirk had to. So why would they turn on Kirk now? Like, Kirk, they say they say William Shatner only understood one character in Star Trek, and that was his own. And, it, and like, the other characters really wouldn't have given up on Kirk like they did. And I have to agree with that. I don't really don't think that they would have given up on him. I think the the characters would have stood by their captain. They, I mean, they already did it once before in Star Trek three and four. Did they give up? So on why them, would or they? Did they kind of view what their issues is as they not being. To... You know, it's like like DeForest Kelly at first when he saw his dad. Right, he still didn't turn on him. Yeah, but some others could. In retrospect of what they were dealing, you know, what they dealt with. Yeah, like Michelle. Uh, Ahura did. Um, they started following. Uh, Sulu was taking the soldiers to their ship to hunt down the captain, and Chekhov was following the orders to set course for the Great Barrier. So they all kind well, of. I mean, they back did, but I mean, you Maybe know, not. what I, I guess what I was getting at was that the reasons they did are different. Like, 
you know, Spock has that logical thought process, right? So there's not a lot of emotions typically that go into his kind of reminds me of data and next generation is how Spock was in, in this, like Vulcans don't lie. They don't, you know, so, but their logic overtakes their emotional state, right? So regardless of, um, what they've dealt with in their life, what's logical, what logically makes sense to them. And that's why I see him never turning. Yeah, and then you but if you use emotions, I don't see why you wouldn't, you couldn't turn on anyone because it may be more powerful. Um, uh, in your psyche. Yeah, I like how Cyborg would project your pain onto the screen for everyone to watch. Yeah. I like how he like, could do that. In some scenes, he, could, he did it for them, but not for anybody yeah, else. Yeah, it's like, that, but, like the, that, one of the main scenes was the dad thing, where mm-hmm. he's like, through his dad yeah. and stuff. That's the main scene that I remembered from the movie. Like, I didn't remember the context or nothing, but like when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then, because mostly, I'm like, I was kind of not fully understanding the dude's intent or like why all the people were just following him like oh yeah like he healed us but we're gonna follow him like even O'Hara and uh, Jakai and all them like they were just following him like oh yeah we'll just follow you but if you think about the the reason remember what Joe, Joe talked about at the beginning was this whole phenomenon of televangelism that's what they do. Yeah, they were yeah, all they they fraudulently yeah. fuck with people and then they follow them and give them money because, and shit like that for what? Because they've made up because, shit and it's like Yeah, because like I mean, I'm I be, I believe in the Christian faith. I believe in Jesus, but I'm just going to go throw that out there, but like televangelists, you know, I always look at them as like a lot of them as song and dance men you know com- you know confidence what do they call because it a lot of them back in the day snake charmers or whatever yeah snake oil yeah, sales snake charmers yeah yeah because they're they want your money like you see like some of these mega churches and like and we're getting a little off topic but i think this gets kind of the heart of the message of the movie was like you get people like joel olstein who wants your money but like when people are losing their homes and living on the street did he open up his church for like people to stay there no and that was a big problem that was in the news and i i think i get what he was trying to say with this movie because you know is god out there i mean i believe in god and you know but we all have questions we're all human we all have you know our speculation some people believe some people don't i'm not gonna like tell you what to believe in this podcast because this is not a religious podcast this is a podcast about sci-fi films but you know this that's what this is about and he he shucks and jives and gets these people to follow him and they go and they set of course the great barrier to go meet god because it's it's eden it's i can't even remember the yeah, pronunciation like, yeah, of the other I'm like i could tell that they were just saying like whatever like whatever main place it's like talking about the best place ever and it's funny how they get there and then and like after they're talking then he's like oh shit my bad <laughs> well that's because what the guy yeah. said though, the kind of I mean, shock- he came to realize oh, yeah. that it was kind of he yeah. was just kind of 
guided there by Holy a shit, shitty yeah. force, right? So yeah, yeah. It turns out he was um he wasn't like he was a prisoner, an alien prisoner, and there and I'm sure there's something that delves into his backstory, probably the novelization, but we don't know what he is. But he was basically a prisoner because he he was a criminal, and so he just wanted freedom. So he was trying to use Cybok to get free. And that's what he needed the yeah, Enterprise that's for. that's one of the main things that I love. Uh, I, I think one of my favorite parts is what Kirk said when they were, like, uh, showing the backstory for uh, Bones and for Spock, like, where they're doing that. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll free you. And then he sits there and he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're you're supposed to live with the pain. You're not supposed to like, and uh, overcome it. You're not supposed to, like just be free from it it's what makes you who you are essentially i would yeah it's like i can't like fault kirk for thinking that because i think we you know i think there's pain you move on from but i also think your your experiences make shape you into who you are uh who you are today and you know going forward so i don't really think kirk is wrong in that aspect oh he's not you know, i talk about that all he, the time he, and that that People are the way they are because a lot of it is because of what they've dealt with in their life. Because otherwise, they wouldn't, and how they react to it, right? So, you know, we well, we're talking about it with the current environment, right? You know, you can you can make a case that because something happened to X, Y, and Z, we're doing these true crime podcasts, right, Joe? And so yeah. you talk about like we're getting ready to talk about one Centoya Brown. It's going to fall right into this scenario with, you know, she dealt with a lot of stuff growing up and, but how did she, you know, deal with it? You know, after she dealt with all that stuff, you know, like she became basically a, she did a lot of bad things. Well, not every person that deals with that same thing, will react the same way. So, yeah, and that's where, yeah, you know, it's, I get what is said there and that, you know, you're kind of built based on what you've dealt with, but also based on just your natural personality, you're going to react to it differently than others too. So you're, so, so you're naturally yeah, built with something and how you're going to react to things and, but you may not deal with the same thing that the person next to you will deal with. Or, or like, let's say me and Josh dealt with the same thing, right? What, how Josh would react to it would, could be totally different than the way I would, even though we were raised in the same house. So, and that's no, where, I you know, I'm kind of, you know, it's... no, that's where I said, I agree with what he said. Um, but at the same time, you also can't discount somebody. And that's what I was kind of getting at at the beginning was that you also can't discount somebody for Sulu and Chekhov going the other way based on what they saw and how they wanted to do it. Because yeah, um, they're naturally built to react to it differently. So that's kind of what I was, you know, going <laughs> with, with, you know, you might say every day that you're going to follow Kirk until you die. Right. But until you deal with a certain situation and you run into that scenario, are you really now uh, Spock and uh, bones did, but yeah, but the others didn't. 
And why is that? You can say there's multitude of reasons why they didn't. But, I mean, I can see why they wouldn't have. At the same time, I could see why Spock and Bones, you know, continue to follow him. So, anyhow. No, you're good. You're good. So, I do want to ask you all a question, and I know this is kind of springing on to you. Um, what do you think Kirk's pain would have been? What do you think well, they would have showed this, him? The, uh, this was after what happened with his wife or girlfriend or whatever, right? Where this this was this was this was after this takes place after like the stuff they talk about in generations. Yeah, I believe um, this takes place after the death of his son in Star Trek Three. This takes place after you know. This takes place. The only other thing that well, I would didn't he mention because there's two about things I would think he would either something see about a brother, right? He mentioned he he he, he was, was talking he? I about thought he mentioned something about himself, but I, yeah, that's yeah. what I was assuming well, he was he, talking about. That's, that's 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 the funny thing because Kirk actually did lose a brother in the original series, um, in the episode a- Operation Annihilate, he lost a brother, and his nephew had to be raised by other other people, was the only survivor. So yeah. It was, so that's actually inaccurate. Kirk actually, if he wanted to be accurate, he would have said, I lost two brothers, but I got one of them back because he had a brother that he lost in the original series. And then Spock, he considers a brother. Uh, and the other thing is, is if you watch the original series, the city on the edge of forever, Kirk was like, people take, take a uh, talk about Kirk being like a ladies man, but he's not as big as a ladies man as everyone thinks he is. He's only. It's not as bad. It's not as much as anyone thinks. But there was one episode where he actually did fall in love with the with the love interest, and that was Doc, and that was Edith Keeler, and the and the episode City on the Edge of Forever. And he had to let her die, or in order for the uh, the proper flow of time to happen for Earth. So that was a big uh, a big thing for him. So, like, what do you like thinking back of what we talked about? And if you can't think of anything, that's okay. This was something I thought about when I was sitting in traffic for an hour and a half. <laughs> so that's why I brought it up. <laughs> what do y'all More think? Likely, what do you think? Probably like thing? a combination of those things. I mean, they probably wouldn't have, uh, uh, honestly, if they've already delved into it with other movies and stuff like that, they probably wouldn't have focused so much on that. They would have probably came up with something different that he de- dealt with for like years or whatever if they allowed it. And And that's. And that's something I was thinking too. Would it would it have been something that we've established, or would it have been like let's just throw something in here that yeah, we've never that's, seen that's before? That's the only thing that I would think of is if, if they were going to do something. I mean, they could have also done like the the son angle or the the person that let, uh, he let die and stuff like that. He could have done that too. But like, if anything, that's probably what I'm thinking. They they would have probably came up with something new. They probably heard him more than just that. I mean, it could have been like Khan for all we know. Like it, it could have been like how uh, he felt about Khan about the whole situation or something. It could be like fucking literally anything, it, though. It, it could be anything because this is Kirk we're talking about, and Kirk is like the ultimate Horatio Hornblower, which was his inspiration, uh, Gene Roddenberry's inspiration for Kirk. 
So, Jeremy, do you have any? I, I honestly think it would have been his son or Dr. Edith Keel, or I keep wanting to say doctor, but I don't know if she's actually a doctor. Edith Keeler or or Dave, his son David. I would probably think, have to Jeremy? say the son, probably. I don't know what else, you know, from my standpoint. Like I said, I must have misunderstood what he was talking about in the movie. So, um, otherwise, I would have said his brother because that's what I thought he had mentioned in that whole setup. But again, I probably heard it wrong. So. No, it, it wasn't that you heard it wrong. It's just that it's an error on the script part because he did have a brother that he lost, but he also was referring to Spock. And so it's kind of like he, okay. it's just well. a continuity error. Uh, so out of the Star Trek movies we did, what did you all? What do you all think? Is this the, out the of worst all the one? ones we watched? Probably, uh, I'd probably yeah. say like this one or Nemesis. I feel Nemesis probably. was. Yeah, I think, I think Nemesis is a little bit worse. I actually because this one to me is like a guilty pleasure watch because I don't hate it, no, but it's and, not and, the best movie I, either. And I can um, I, say I, I understood I, this movie more than that one. Yeah, that kind of had me going. What the fuck am I watching? Sometimes uh, that's because Nemesis didn't know what I think. I think Nemesis' problem was is Stuart, the director, and the didn't know what he was doing with the property. To yeah, be honest this with one you. I understood the whole. Now, can can they have done things better in it? Yes, but. Um, yeah, like that whole, like the like whole him falling off a cliff. Well, thing. yeah, it looked like he oh, was in front was, of like a moving back good. screen, and then uh, yeah, the deck part uh, when they were going the jet pack going up the decks that <laughs> they got that. up to deck seventy five, and then there was another picture they were on fifty two again, and then it went back up to seventy something. Then they got to the roof. Yeah, but it's like I don't even recall. Isn't that the Enterprise uh, a mess up? In that there's only like 24 decks on the Enterprise or some shit. I mean, there's not. I don't. I I think we talked about that in the last. uh, We we talked about it. Um, yeah, that the decks on the the Enterprise A. I think the Enterprise A is only like 24 decks. I know the uh, the E is 24 decks. Let's see if StarTrek.com says what it is. Even if it's even if it's accurate, the filming of it, they went back and forth where it was like they were past fifty, and then they all of a sudden were back at fifty again. So, yeah, okay. The Enterprise, the Constitution class in the original inter, the original series is twenty-two decks. Let's see if it talks about the refit. Because the refit's slightly bigger, but I don't think it's I don't think it's larger. Nice. As far as deck wise, let's see if it says. I'm on memory alpha, which is like it's not Star Trek.com, but it's supposed to be considered all the alpha canon. Which Alpha Cannon is all the stuff that was seen in the shows and movies. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, of course, it doesn't say anything <laughs> on StarTrek.com. Nice. Ugh. But I think it's only 20, 
I think it's a it's less than it's definitely less probably than seventy something fours. It, oh, it's it's definitely less than like the se- Dick seventy eight. It's a huge continuity continuity issue. Uh, it says twenty two. Um, I think this. I think the new ship was long. The refit's longer, but it's not larger as far as deck size because it's about the same size. I, it all. It says twenty two decks when I type in the refit. It's still bringing me up in Rialfa. I'm sure if I did a better deep search, I could find something else. But let's see if it. Try one more thing. Gonna do it. Nope. <laughs> There's nothing. But it's, it's yeah, it's definitely, it's a continuity gaff. And it's like, it's not as, it's worse than the ones in First Contact and and Nemesis. But it's not, but it's not, it's, uh, it's insane. And then with the Rockets, you know, Spock is, they're holding on to Spock and they're not really supported by anything was another, you know, kind of continuity error. But I know this one's going to probably be short because I don't really think there's much to say about this film because it's just not much. Yep. Um, any final thoughts or anything from anyone? I don't about think this so. Movie? I just thought uh, certain scenes were hilarious, like the climbing bit. And I'm trying to think of anything else that sticks out. I mean, the uh, the beginning scene was kind of funny. Was like how the dude was just sitting there, and then he just walks up and he's like, "Yeah, let's go do this." Then they're like, "Okay." He's like, at one point, he's like, "Hey, you're not gonna shoot me." <laughs> it was like if it was anywhere around anywhere yeah. else, they would be like, "You're not gonna shoot me!" Bang. <laughs> So, uh, like, yeah, pretty much that's it, really. I tell you, I actually thought this was—I thought it was an alright movie. I think some of the humor lands, some of it doesn't. Like, I like when Bones is like, "God, I liked him better yeah, before I he died." That was a good joke. That was a very <laughs> good joke. <laughs> that made me laugh. I don't hate this movie. I think there's some good parts in it. I think there's some bad parts in it. It's definitely the worst of the T or the TOS movies, but it's definitely not the worst one overall. I I think this one is it's got some fun parts in it. I don't I don't know if it would fall into the so bad it's good because I just don't think it's that bad. Well, I, but I mean, it's enjoyable. I, it's like a guilty pleasure. Is that it kind of makes Unplug sense that yeah, this was the second time watching the movie? <laughs> Because it's definitely not like a movie that I'm like, oh yeah, let's rewatch it again. Like I don't think I'll ever like uh, maybe to show other people. Like if we go through every single Star Trek movie or whatever, because that's what mom and dad are doing yeah. right now. Is they're st- and they started with the original series and then they're going through all the movies. So he was he was thinking about joining it today, nice. but then uh, he didn't have enough time. Because he was like, dude, that's the one that we're doing oh, he could right always... now. But yeah, you just didn't have enough time. <laughs> well, we could. Oh, you're good. Your dad could always join us um, if he wants to go through the movies, talk about it with us. I mean, after we do Mortal Kombat, we could always do another one of the movies and have one. him join us. So are we I doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, Mortal we... Kombat Annihilation. Annihilation. Or... Yeah. So that's the second one, right? Yeah, that Annihilation. Was... 
Yeah, just because yeah, that's I the, think it, that's it the really that's the really shittier one. one before we do the. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we'll do the the crappy one because we'll do the episode will premiere a little bit after the, uh, the the new movie comes out. So I guess there's not really much to talk nope, about. I Jeremy, anything you'd like to said add? Everything I wanted to say about this movie. So I I thought, I thought we'd say more, but. Um, so I am going to come up with a trailer for this one. It's probably going to sound like a TV evangelist talking about Shab Kari. So once I get that, I'll probably <laughs> put it in the front of the this this podcast. And um, I just got to write it. And once I write okay, it, I'll send some it to marshmallows. you. Marshmallows. My, my brother and sister. Got to get the marshmallows. You know, the, I will say this. One more interesting fact. The marshmallow dispenser that Spock uses, they actually was – giving you could get one of those with craft marshmallows and i'm so mad because i always Dude, wanted one i never got one expensive now yeah. if they still have them yeah. too because they probably only made like yeah, if, if you, shit. we should look that up now just <laughs> i'm curious how much yeah. let's see let's see let's look it up well we'll end with our marshmallow hunt let me go to ebay 35 bucks ebay no way! Really? Only thirty-five. Thirty-five dollars. Yeah. Wow. Or on Et- there's one on Etsy actually on eBay. There's one I... for twenty-one and another one for fifty. The one for fifty looks mm-hmm. like it's. I see the one like for thirty-five. Yeah. And there's I one don't know. Now that may be for Joe's birthday present. No. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I might have to get one. I have to get one of these. I've always wanted one. <laughs> He comes with like now oh, he's like oh I definitely want it now. <laughs> oh, I do. They're they're not as expensive as I thought they would be. I thought those suckers would be yeah, like because I didn't think they would hey, man. that many. So obviously it didn't take off or something. Or they made too many. You know, no. sometimes that happens. Or they made too many. Damn, I have to keep an eye on this one. <laughs> and there we go. Let's watch this one. What is it? Oh, in Las Vegas. We'll just um. Uh, all right, <laughs> look at that. If yeah, I get one, I'm definitely buying some marshmallows and I'm gonna click. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on that. Let's, I'll take a look at it. Uh, I gotta look at my bank account, make sure I have enough play money for that because I, I used a lot of play money to buy some uh fun stuff this week. I put money aside for play money, and then I put money away for the bills and the mortgage and stuff so I can be a responsible adult. Plus, I put a little bit away to fun. But um, anyway, guys, thank you all for joining me for Star Trek V. The next episode is going to be Mortal Kombat Annihilation, where we're all going to use our animalities to fight Shale Khan. Oh, man. (laughs) Holy shit, buddy. (laughs) Too bad. You will die or whatever she says. I and I still can't say anything because I still like the movie. It's just like compared to the first movie, I, I don't hate God is trash. It's cheaper, to, it's cheaper to buy them right now. I don't hate any movie. You can buy both for like eleven dollars, I think. Really? Eleven or twelve dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Voodoo. I have to uh, oh I'm gonna have to do that. Because I'll have to buy them. Well buy them rent them out buy them. Instead of renting them for Let me four look at video five, you might as well buy them for five or six yep yeah some, sometimes yeah sometimes it's just better to buy them i just recently bought the uh 
I re- I, I literally just bought um, the Ghostbusters trilogy only because, yeah, it's only twelve ninety nine for HD. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, at all. what's it called? Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. But, <laughs> all right. So for Sci-Fi Graveyard, I'm Joseph, and for Jeremy and Josh, we will catch you all next time when we all learn our anima- animalities. How Why can't we learn our friendships or our babalities? But anyway. The, uh, for the episode, too, we'll, uh, we'll figure out who our animalities are. Well, yeah, I already I know, know mine's going to be a cat. It's going to be 100% cat. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, think about think about what you would turn okay. into as an animal animality. But anyway, guys, I we will see y'all in a couple weeks. Anyway, uh, take right, care peace. and uh, thank peace y'all for out. listening. See ya. Well, good night, everybody. We'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. If you like what you hear, please check out some of our other podcasts, as hosted by the Heart of Geek. That is Morbid Instinct, Wrestling with the Willies and screen creeps you can follow us on social media we are at the heart of geek on twitter the heart of geek on facebook youtube and instagram and when we do stream it's not very often we are just heart of geek again thank you for listening and we hope to catch you next time